Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. This is your intro, and I promise you it's going to be fun, informative. We're going to talk about The Doors, because 55 years ago, I wasn't alive yet, The Doors released their debut album, simply called The Doors. But there was nothing simple about this debut. You had rock, you had a lot of uh, blues, R&B, and then you had the next whiskey bar. You had a uh, you had a little bit of polka, bossa nova, in John Densmore's playing. You had flamenco influence from Robbie Krieger, and then you had that organ bass, and that organ alone, just plain wild abandon. When it came to the solo on Break On Through to the Other Side and Light My Fire. And of course, I would be remiss if I don't mention the lead singer, James Douglas Morrison. Only He could only come up with Mr. Mojo Rising, an anagram to befit his name. I'm talking about The Doors. That album from start to finish it starts with Break On Through to the Other Side and it ends with the end. All about the Oedipus complex and lost in a Roman wilderness of pain. And all the children are insane, waiting for the summer rain. It's about to rain here. Ray Manzarek once said of that, what a way to describe the love generation. And that's true. The doors were not a part of flower power. The doors were something much they were much more. They were deep. They were dark. They were brooding. They were talking about the Oedipus complex. Was the, Be- the Beatles were not talking about that. The Beatles were like, all you need is love, and the doors are like, light my fire, honey. So tonight, we're going to talk about that magical debut. That really is a magical album. There are so many great songs on it. Break on through to the other side. Soul Kitchen, Whiskey Bar, uh... I looked at you, backdoor man, crystal ship, the end, end of the night, light my fire. We're we're gonna go in depth. I'm not gonna play the songs because I don't want to get in trouble by the doors. And so stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Where you know the doors also made films. They made music videos in a time. When they and only the Beatles were doing it. They all came out of film school. The UCLA film school. Jim Morrison and Ray Manzarek. So stay tuned. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We're going to talk about the band that Francis Ford Coppola purchased the entire catalog. And used only one song in the entire film. To open Apocalypse Now in 1979. And of course that's the end. Stay tuned. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. And 
we're going to stop right there. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Dr. Zeus film podcast. I almost lost my train of thought because I want to say, is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Wake up! So, who famously said that? Jim Morrison of The Doors. Tomorrow, December 8th, is Jim Morrison's birthday. Now, it's a weird day because what I'm going to do is I'm going to split the episodes up. So, t- so December 8th, you're going to get a John Lennon documentary because 40 years ago he was murdered. And then the next day, we'll observe Jim's birthday, even though his birthday is December 8th, 1943. Jim Morrison died in July of 1971, almost 50 years ago. And 40, almost 40 years later... An amazing documentary narrated by Johnny Depp. Doesn't get any better than that. About an American original, you know, in the 60s. And I wasn't alive in the 60s. So remember, I had to do a lot of studying for this moment. In the 60s, you had the the Stones and the Beatles. And in the middle, you had the Doors. The Doors were not singing about flower power. The Doors were not singing about what it means to be a hippie. The Doors were singing about some dark ass shit. They were singing about life. They were singing about Oedipal Complex. Oh, show me the way to the last whiskey bar. James Douglas Morrison, Raymond Manzarek, Manzarek, John Densmore, Robbie Krieger. I mean, they're at the beginning of tonight's episode introducing themselves. And when they get to Jim Morrison, he says, occupation, and he just smiles and goes, um, yeah, because he doesn't want to be defined. You know, there are so many memorable moments of the doors. This is personal for me because when here's I was not alive in the 60s. I wasn't even a thought. Okay, but when you come of age and then you hear the doors for the first time, it's it's quite an eye opener. It's Pandora's box on fire. The first time you hear strange days, light my fire, break on through to the other side, the end when the music's over, turn out the light. And I got a good sign today. I was driving and I heard uh, a, a song from The Doors' first album. And I thought, okay, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, this amazing documentary release in 2010. At that moment, three of The Doors were still alive. John Densmore, Robbie Krieger, and Ray Manzarek. And sadly, Ray Manzarek died um, of uh, cancer, leukemia. Or is it bone marrow cancer? I don't remember. You know, 
And many would suspect that Jim Morrison was the front man. Yes, he was, but he, that he was the leader of the Doors. The, the man who really had the idea for the Doors in terms of the, playing the bass and the piano on one instrument, the organ bass, was, of course, Ray Manzarek. Ray Manzarek doesn't... Now he gets the credit. But people are, oh, it's Jim Morrison's band. No, 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 no. The Doors were the doors they were four equal parts of a table take one off and boom you don't have the doors they were all intellectuals they got their name from uh, you know huxley if the doors of perception are cleansed everything will appear to man as it is infinite infinite okay huh this documentary was a long time in the making Music documentaries. And here we go. One hour, 25 minutes, rated NR. When your strange uncovers historic and previously unseen footage of the illustrious rock quartet and provides let him do it to the revolutionary impact of its music and legacy. Directed by award-winning writer-director Tom DiCillo and narrated by Johnny Depp. Tom Cicillo, Tom Cicillo, the director, the wrangler of all of this footage. A lot of this is unseen footage of the doors. This is told by the doors. From what I read, the the surviving doors, even though I think two of them appear in Oliver Stone's movie, hated the movie. And as a Doors fan, out of curiosity, I remember watching the movie, and the movie was a piece of shit. It was a piece of shit. I am a big... I loved watching, um, you know, uh, what's-his-face play um, Doc Holliday... Val Kilmer play Doc Holliday. That's brilliant. Val Kilmer playing Jim Morrison is just absurd. And it was absurd. The guys who played the doors were actually better. Val Kilmer just took it to a place that was like, this isn't even true. And the remaining doors basically hated the movie. Um, one of Jim Morrison's girlfriends who played a witch in the movie, and she's a witch in real life, condemned the movie. Okay. And so here we are years later, 20 years later, and the doors are like, we're going to make our own film. It's going to be on our terms. We're going to show Jim in a positive light. And yes, Jim, Jim Morrison had a lot of problems. A lot of it was drugs and alcohol, probably a lot of mental issues going on. I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose him. But what we have, you know, in terms of the music, you know, um, you got to think of what what the doors really gave us. OK, um, you know. Ray Manzarek once described the love generation. He says how the end basically is lost in a Roman wilderness of pain and all the children are insane waiting for the summer rain. And Ray Manzarek says, what a way to describe the love generation. And because they weren't playing to the hippies, they were looking at what the hippies were doing and thinking, this is madness. And you know, wanted to document that musically, okay? There's so much going on in this documentary, 
It is amazing. It is on fire. I am going to play some highlights from When You're Strange, The Story of the Doors. Tom Cicillo. Don Ch- Tom Cicillo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rhino Entertainment. In fact, it won a Grammy Award for Best Long Form Video. Here we go. is a film that Jim Morrison did called the I think it's called The Hitchhiker where he's just hitchhiking and this is how the story is told. You got to understand the doors, that's a primal energy right there. And we're going to tell it. Yeah. We can't play the music though because it's copyrighted. And I respect the doors. I love the doors. So this is this is personal from me and I know it's personal for a lot of you who love their music and there's so much to be said about this band here it is in the nick of time so jim morrison drawing energy from his band he did a lot of things deliberately wearing that that conch belt the leather pants to accentuate his crotch oh yeah we did our homework how john densmore was a jazz drummer Robbie Krieger was a flamenco guitarist. Also played sitar. You know, he had those magical fingers. Didn't use a pick. Used his fingernails. And then, of course, Jim Morrison singing in this crooning style. Used, wanted to use the same microphone as Frank Sinatra. That's, that's saying something right there. That was one of his favorite singers. Not just Bo Diddley. And, of course... 
Ray Manzarek, who on stage did the piano and the bass parts. Now, they had a bass player in the studio with them. And at one point, when they were recording L.A. Woman, they had Elvis's bass player in the studio with them, with Bruce Botnick. Because at that point... Their producer left. He was just, um, and I'm talking about um, Rothschild, Paul Rothschild, Paul Rothschild, who do, who produced all of the Doors albums except the final one. He said, "Bruce Botnick, you're on your own." Morrison was getting too much for him. What this documentary highlights. Is the subtleties. It it begins with the death. You have the radio announcer who originally was a radio announcer in the sixties, you know, announcing the, the death of Jim Morrison. And and the secrecy, you know, fifty years later, there's a lot of secrecy. Is it part of rock mythology that he dies in the bathtub? Died of a heart attack, supposedly is buried in France, okay, Um, has almost been evicted because people have done so much damage to the site where he is buried. There's so much mythology, mythology to the doors. And, yeah. It's 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 a moment. It's a moment and the doors tried to continue and it just didn't work. It didn't work. The last thing I think they did was to put music to Morrison's uh American Prayer poetry album. And after that, you know, and then they tried to tour and, it, and with other singers, and it, they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. Yeah. Mm. Oh my. This documentary is it gets under your skin. Ah, I was looking for him, Jim Ladd. Is he still with us? Yes, he is. Okay. So Jim Ladd was a radio guy in the 60s. I think it was the the Diamond Mine or something that he had. He is the announcer in the documentary who announces the death under very mysterious circumstances of Jim, uh, you know, of that death. Um yeah the doors music it's all over the movie and that's why we can't play certain clips is because i don't want to get in trouble i don't want to get fined what does this documentary mean to me what does it mean to you that is the promise that i give to the listeners of the dr zeus film podcast what did the doors mean to me they probably mean to me what they do to you okay The Doors music is magical. It truly is. 
the Beatles, that's okay. Your parents sing the Beatles to you and the Stones, although some of those Stone songs, I don't know. I can't picture being five and listening to let's spend the night together. It's not happening. I, I'd be like, what? Um, and then you become a teenager and you discover the doors. Not just those black light posters at Spencer's. Remember those? The posters of Jim Morrison. I mean, I think that's what gets people is what when you see those posters and you're like, oh, Lizard King. Even the Simpsons poked fun at the Lizard King. There was an episode um, where they go to Duff Gardens and it's almost like um, it's a small world. Where is this going? I'll show you. And Bart dares Lisa to drink the water. It's kind of sludgy, probably filled with booze and hallucinogens. And Lisa drinks the water and has a trip. And they find her and they're like, we found this one swimming naked in the fermentarium. I am the lizard queen. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's like the doors, you know, because the Chateau Marmont Jim Morrison used to get really drunk and climb on the roof, almost falling, and scream that he was the Lizard King. That's not in the documentary, but it's a tidbit for you. This documentary has so many moments. I am often left speechless by the doors. There's something special about this band if you don't think so, then go find another band. Yes, the music is the 60s. Is it dated? Depends on who's listening to it. It doesn't sound dated to me. Maybe maybe I am biased because I hear things in those songs now and they resonate. Okay. Break on through to the other side. That resonates. You know, get out of your shell. And... You know, light my fire. I mean, you think about that. 1967, everyone's singing, all you need is love. And the doors are like, light my fire, honey. It's, a, it's love, but it's a different kind of love, okay? And if we can find... There's so many... This documentary, it's... It, first of all, it is painful. You, you watch the descent and you watch the decline... Jim Morrison just as if he doesn't care anymore wants to be a poet you know and gets his wish let me see ah, no, 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 no. we can't play the music isn't that it I, in a perfect world we could you know we could play the music um oh here we go like this I mean, is this progress or uh, are we decaying in a way? We have taken out two warrants for Jim Morrison. One of them is for indecent exposure. The other is for the use of obscene languages uh, during his performance uh, at Dinner Key Saturday night. We have been delayed on issuing these warrants because we're waiting, hoping to get pictures that were taken during the performance. Jim's hit with one felony and three misdemeanors, but it's the felony charge that is the most disturbing. It claims that Jim did lewdly and lasciviously expose his penis, place his hands upon his penis, shake it, and did simulate the acts of masturbation upon himself and oral copulation upon another. 
Although many pictures were taken during the concert, none to show Morrison exposing himself. But for proof of oral copulation, the prosecution offers this photo as evidence. The charges take the doors by surprise. Over a hundred cops had been at the concert. None had attempted to stop Morrison. To John, the only thing they were guilty of was a lousy show. Yeah, and so you have this religious right. It's in Florida. Hello. <sighs> Trying to bring the doors down. And they can't tour now. They can't tour and... You can't, as a band, if you can't tour, what what the fuck are you going to do? You know. Um. Soft Parade takes 11 months to record. This is partly due to Rothschild's insistence on perfection. He makes the band do hundreds of takes. Rothschild was a perfectionist. A perfectionist. Uh-huh. A lot's been said. The doors. Here we go. What I'm what I'm looking for is is that we do need clips of the documentary in this performance for tonight. Is it a performance? Well, let's see. A documentary such as this, you think of the 60s. Now, I wasn't there, but those of you who were there have told me that was a time. There was a lot going on. And what I wanted to capture with this documentary is to talk about these things. This is from, I think, the hitchhiker, Jim Morrison. It's in the film. Him in a, you know, Mustang. Any evidence of drug overdose, but a cloud of mystery hangs over Morrison's death. Some claim he's still alive and that his death was just a hoax, perhaps planned by Morrison himself. Numerous sightings of the singer have already been reported. The mood I get for most of it is kind of a heavy, kind of a... Sort of gloomy feeling, you know, like of someone not quite at home, or you know, or not quite, not quite relaxed, and you know, aware of a lot of things, but not quite sure about anything. So that's before the music started. Now, what's in the movie? What's in this documentary? The songs. That's why we can't play all of the documentary. And there should be the songs. There should be the music. 
that's what gives the doors their kick. We're not just here for the image. We're not just here because they gave you a cookie at the show. A special kind of cookie. We're here for the albums. 1967's eponymous The Doors, The Doors. 1967's Strange Days. 1968's Waiting for the Sun. 1969's The Soft Parade. 1970s Morrison Hotel and the final album with Jim Morrison LA Woman each album is different each album has some favorites and the documentary plays them from Break On Through to the Other Side Soul Kitchen The Crystal Ship 20th Century Fox Alabama Song Whiskey Bar Light My Fire Backdoor Man I Looked At You that was the song I heard today End of the night. Take it as it comes. The end. That whole... I mean, that first album... The whole album is one big hit. You know? And then as the doors went on, it got messy. It got messy because of things that were going on on and off stage. But also the obscenity rules of... Or laws of the day. Which no longer exists. Now now it's a different thing. You know, as we talked about in the Madonna podcast of Truth or Dare, where she almost is arrested, where she's going to be arrested, for masturbating on stage. And here is the 1960s, and Jim Morrison is accused of masturbating on stage, but there's no evidence. And what they have is a picture of Jim Morrison on his knees trying to fillet the guitar now it's known as guitar fellatio. David Bowie did it. Where you you you're mocking it. You're mocking the absen- uh, the supposed obscenity on stage. Okay, it's part of theatrics, part of the performance. And so that that almost cr- crushed the doors right there. This documentary is important. If you're a Doors fan, watch the documentary. Also watch the classic albums. Um, the three remaining doors go in depth of that that album. I mean, it's uh, truly amazing. Uh, when You're Strange, released in 2010 at 125 minutes, won the Grammy Award for long-form video, which usually goes to documentary films, not music videos. Get it right. Mm. So tomorrow, uh, December 8th, would have been Jim Douglas Morrison's birthday. James Douglas Morrison. Yeah. May he rest. Well, I don't think he's resting. You know, but he is gone in the flesh. A Sagittarius. I mean, even John Densmore. John Densmore is a is a December baby. You know, um, Ray Manzarek was a February baby. The Doors, though, at the heart of it, you know, they got in trouble because... At the beginning of, of the the band, they were going to be on, you know, Ed Sullivan. And so they say, you know, you can't say hire. And the guy's like, why don't you just change the words? Hire, wire. And they're like, oh, okay. And they lie and they get on stage and they said hire. And, they, and the gentleman says, you will never play Ed Sullivan again. You would have been up for five other appearances. And Jim Morrison just looks at him and says, hey, man. 
We just did, Ed Sullivan. They only wanted to do it once. That's the only kick they needed. It was funny because they're doing Light My Fire and they're surrounded by doors in the background for the doors. They even did Dick Clark, American Bandstand, uh, but they lip synced Crystal Ship and Light My Fire. They did the Smothers Brothers where they did Touch Me and Jim's got that gold microphone. And then we come to the 1970s. Morrison Hotel. Morrison Hotel is such a bluesy album. And what what's going on is, you know, we often talk about how you are that people revert back. So the doors are reverting back to what they originally were was a blues band. And so the last two albums, Morrison Hotel is bluesy. Then we get to LA Woman. Oh my God. And this is where Bruce Botnick comes in. Because Paul Rothschild is having a moment and leaves. So Bruce Botnick and the doors finish the album. It was the last album to ever be released in Jim Morrison's lifetime. And L.A. Woman, Writers on the Storm, which is such a telling song, such a magical song. You know, as I've said at the beginning of this podcast, there is magic in the Doors music. It can be any kind of magic that you want it to be. But you got to remember, these are four intellectuals doing an album. Okay? Um, Now, I want to highlight something. That isn't often talked about with the doors. Yes, Ray Manzarek in concert would play the bass on the on the organ. You know, he'd do the keys and then he would do the bass. Okay. So who was in who was in there to place, you know, fill the bottom? Because you do need on record you need a bass, you know. Okay. It says keyboard bass. Mm, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. So we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. This documentary provides your attention through Johnny Depp's narration of probably one of the most inter- interesting, iconic, electric bands of all time yes the beatles yes the stones yes cream led zeppelin but nobody oh nobody can ever touch what the doors did musically you think about it nobody think of break on through think of light my fire think of how those songs the end nobody did a song like the end okay We all know, you know, they played at the Whiskey A Go-Go and the London Fog in Los Angeles. They did the Whiskey A Go-Go and almost got kicked out because Jim Morrison went into the Oedipus Complex part of the end. And, you know, those famous words, father, yes, son. Yeah. 
If you've never heard the end by the doors, listen to it. It is the Oedipus complex. It's it's Rome. It's you know Greek tragedy all wrapped up into one. It's Shakespearean. That is that Jim Morrison was not a dummy. Okay, I mean he did he treated his body like a dummy in terms of the abuse that he did to it through drugs and through alcohol, not taking care of himself. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the music. We're here to talk about this documentary, this document, this portrait of this four-piece band. There's no real superstar in The Doors. People may think it's Jim Morrison, but The Doors don't exist without The Doors. The Doors of Perception. These were film students that came together to make a band. I don't think they had any idea how impactful this band would be. How the music still continues to touch myself and millions of others all around the world. Okay? We know those songs. These are not songs that you sing at a family picnic, okay? You don't sit with the kids and sing, you know, Light My Fire or Soul Kitchen or the end they'll be like what is the end about you can't have that conversation well it's about the oedipus complex or la woman backdoor man you know jim jim morrison um he really bites these lyrics in the backdoor man he's like you know you you men eat your pork and beans i've eaten more chicken than any man's ever seen oh yeah because he's a backdoor man he's literally screaming it out he's shouting it out in a bluesy type of style and then there's the poetry gotta understand you know Jim Morrison was a born poet so he's up there reciting over um I want you know he's saying I want to tell you about Texas radio and the big beat and he goes into this interlude of poetry and the doors just love it and then there is unknown soldier unknown soldier you know the doors were making videos at that time you think of uh, break on through to the other side that video and then also the fact that in break on through they had to edit the she get high so it wasn't heard till lay years later. So we all grew up listening to she get, she get, and then and then it was put in, and then the the end. If you watch the classic album series where they're talking about making the Doors' first album, and you couldn't say the f word in songs back then, and they uncovered in the mix where you can hear Jim Morrison, they had to cover it up. He's going fuck, 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 and. Yeah, you know, it really, uh, oh, I guess Siri heard me. Yeah, yeah. The doors are such a force of nature, force of life, you know. Um, I want to also give some shout outs to Tom, Tom uh, Waits. Tom Waits, who, like Jim Morrison, is a December baby and an eccentric. Tom Waits is this, this. God, there's so much, you can't really describe him. 
like the doors he's this renaissance man he's this bluesy chameleon like actor performer songwriter blues performer and if any if i if i ever wanted to have a perfect duet I would love to see it. Uh, Jim Morrison and Tom Waits duke it out. And, you know, we always talk about these versus battles on YouTube, these live versus Patti LaBelle versus Gladys Knight. I would like, well, it's not going to happen because then we would have to, you know, resurrect the ghost of Jim Morrison. That's been done on camera. There's a photograph of it. Um, we could resurrect Jim Morrison and sit him next to Tom Waits battling it out you know it's going to be you know um uh what's a, a really good uh oh god's away on business versus light my fire wouldn't that be an interesting combo the doors when you're strange released in 2010 a document a documentary about the doors Music documentary. Tom DiCello. Tom DiCello. Producers John Brigg and no screenwriters, of course, because this is a document of The Doors from 1965 when they first formed, okay, to 1971 with the death of Jim Morrison. You got The Doors. Think of, think of those albums. They released in their lifetime, in his lifetime, six albums, okay? The Doors, Waiting for the Sun, Strange Days, Soft Parade, Morrison Hotel, and L.A. Woman. This documentary gives us so much. Those four doors. Yeah. The doors of of perception have been cleansed, Dr. Seuss Film Podcast listeners. I'd like to thank Johnny Depp for narrating this film. An amazing film about a a band that there, there are just not enough words to encapsulate the feeling, the imagination. I used to have a black light poster of Jim Morrison on my wall and I would look at it at night. I just look at it and then I listen to the music and the music is just ooh it breezes it burns it breezes it lives inside you it's like a, a living plant that's why the doors are a force of nature and this documentary when you're strange the story of the doors is truly far out it's wide it's vast and when you watch it you just want to go back and listen to those albums all day long As always, unpleasant dreams. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Before we go any further, I want to just say that I'm a professional and I've been doing this for almost two years. And I wasn't offended, but I was more so kind of like, oh, you want to give me advice? No, there are some people in this life that I take advice from. And there are some people I'm like, okay, why did you just put your two cents in? Wasn't needed or required, but you know, shit happens. So, um, I'm very confident 
I've been doing this show for about two years. I know how to do a show. And I like to make my audience wait for it, okay? So here's the Dr. Zeus podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about The Doors. This month, 53 years ago, they put out the self-titled album. The Doors were dark. They were interesting. They were introspective. They were intelligent. They were Shakespearean. They were psychedelic without being psychedelic. You know, all of these different things. Um, You had... You know, break on through to the other side. You had Light My Fire, which went to number one. They play Ed Sullivan. They get to Ed Sullivan, and the gentleman's like, you know, we were just wondering if you could take the word higher out. Huh? Jim Morrison lost it. So finally, they get on stage. They said, girl, we couldn't get much higher. And they said, you know, you'll never play Ed Sullivan. Um, We were going to book you for six more shows. What do you think about that? And Jim Morrison looks at them and says, Hey, man, we just did Ed Sullivan, which is true. Self-titled album, Break On Through the Other Side, Light My Fire, Soul Kitchen, Um, The End. What's another one? Crystal Ship. Oh, my God. They had so many hits. I mean, you. I remember when I first got into the Doors. I was a teenager, and was I was up all night listening to their album. It was just so amazing, you know. I mean, from Break on Through, Soul Kitchen, Crystal Ship, Twentieth Century Fox, uh, Alabama Song, Whiskey Bar, Light My Fire, Backdoor Man, I Looked at You, End of the Night, Take It as It Comes. Hello. The end. All of, I love all of those songs. And then about six months later, they put out Strange Days. Strange Days, the title song is just, I love it. I love, I mean, you know, they put out six albums from 1967 to 1971 uh, before Jim Morrison's untimely death. You know, the Doors were just one of those bands. And, um, it's interesting because there are other people in my family who love The Doors. And I was watching an interview that they did with Dan Rather about two years ago. And how the Vietnam vets, the uh, in Vietnam, the vet, uh, they love The Doors. Oh my God, they love The Doors. They love country music and they love The Doors. You know what I mean? Right now I'm watching the Golden Girls, but we're talking about the doors. And I've got a, a candle lit to light my fire, honey. Um, and that was the other thing. You know, in 1967, you had the Beatles saying, all you need is love. And then you had the doors saying, light my fire. And it was a different kind of love. And you had Jim Morrison, this front man, this lizard king. You had Ray Manzarek on keys. I always felt that Ray Manzarek was truly the leader of the band because him and Jim, you know, they they basically thought up this idea of a band and you have Robbie Krieger on the guitars oh, who wrote Light My Fire. A lot of people don't realize that. And John Densmore on drums. Now, the Doors didn't really have a bass player. They had a bass player in the studio. But when you saw them on stage... Rayman Zarek was doing the bass and the key, the keyboard keys. So, I mean, you know, talk about a multifaceted man, you know, right there. I mean, 
Let's look at their catalog. The Doors, Strange Days, released in the same year, 1968's Waiting for the Sun, The Soft Parade in 1969, which didn't fare as well, but had some good songs. Um, and I just got... Hold on. Oh, and I'm going to say, I did not like... When is this? 1970 was Morrison Hotel. Hello. Um, 1971 was L.A. Woman. I didn't like Val Kilmer's portrayal of Jim Morrison. I thought it was wrong. Um, a lot of people like it. I didn't like it. He can't sing. Um, what they were doing is, is that they were really putting lies into who Jim Morrison was. And of course... Who can forget Meg Ryan covering her boob, which is not what you do during the 60s, okay? Come on, Meg Ryan, get real, honey. And then if you have an iPad, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but it's the doors. There is an app that I bought a couple years ago for $9, and it's a doors app, and it's an interactive experience of the doors, and it's just wonderful, you know? Um... Talk about, talk about a band that really, they were the opposite of the Beatles. They were opposite of the Stones. They were just there. And there was magic in their music. There was darkness in their music, you know. And Jim Morrison, this lyricist, this poet. And I think, you know, the band has really said a lot about Jim Morrison. And I remember... I, I watched the behind, or not the behind the music, but the classic album series of the Doors, the Surviving Doors, and they talked a lot about you know the music and how the end was really a goodbye song to Jim Morrison's girlfriend. In fact, when Francis Ford Coppola was going to do Apocalypse Now, he had the right to every Doors song ever recorded to put in the film and lo and behold he picked the end to open the film that's the only he could have did light my fire I don't know it, it would have been appropriate probably um, and the surviving doors told Dan Rather that they were just blown away by how the film opened with the end you know and it spoke to the guys in Vietnam they said and so it was fitting that the end would open Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is such a messy film. Um, I honestly always thought the making of it was more interesting because there's stories that you didn't hear about. You know, Apocalypse Now. You watch it and you're like, okay, it gets and it gets dark, and then you have Marlon Brando and you know, um, oh, here him and Martin Sheen. I'm a soldier. You're neither. You're an errand boy sent by grocery clerks to collect a bill. I can't do Marlon Brando. I don't even think Marlon Brando could do Marlon Brando. Come on, let's get real. Um, but back to the doors. There's a beautiful instrumental of Crystal Ship that Ray Manzarek did, where it's just him and the piano. It's amazing. Um, the Doors kind of had they had a circus feel to them they had a classical feel to them there were so many different facets to the Doors you know and they worked as a band 
And if someone had gone solo, you know, it wouldn't have worked. I think with successful bands, people always, well, well, you know, you could do this solo. And they told that to Janis Joplin and she left Big Brother and the holding company and boom, you know, did it didn't hold to the company. It didn't work. So, but it's just one of those things, you know what I mean? So it's the Dr. Seuss podcast. We're talking about the doors. It may have to be a two-parter because there's so much more to the doors than just the albums. There is the influence. There is the ideology. There is the imagery. There are so many images of the doors that are used all over in art and film and music and books. And um, the whole history of the doors you know, they did not, I mean, Jim Morrison took his cock out, come on, at a concert. He did. It, you know, it almost derailed the band. People were like, what? He's like, I want to have my whole cake before, bef- uh, I want to have my cake and eat it too before the shit house goes down. And he, that's what, you know, he said, so. Yeah, but we'll talk more about it next time, maybe tomorrow. Um... And as always, unpleasant dreams. Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Let me try that again. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. I promised you a part two of the doors and here it is. Um, for copyright reasons, I can't play any of their songs and I don't want to, and I don't want to get in trouble with the surviving doors because I have a lot of respect for the doors. How many times did I say the doors? Let's count. Maybe have a drink. Oh wait, this isn't Bravo. I don't have that kind of budget. No. Here's the thing with, uh, with Andy Cohen. Sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. Am I going to watch that New Year's Eve melee? No. I know people who did, and I love how they say, well, it sucked. Well, you shouldn't have watched it to begin with, okay? You should know better. You know, there's there's something, I mean, there's something cheesy about Anderson Cooper, and we've all come to accept it, but there's something a little conniving, conniving about Andy Cohen that I just don't like. I don't like how he, um, you know, um, oh, God, I hate the word, um, how he basically, you know, um, oh no, there it is again. Tap dance. Oh, I'm searching for the word. It's such a long day. Uh, haha, no, no. But Andy Cohen, I mean, let's get real here. Sometimes it's interesting to watch, and then it's just a train wreck. Uh, he, he tends to use people. He likes to use people, and I believe Kathy Griffin totally, in terms of, you can kind of see the the sexism, the, the drug taking, you know. Uh, here's the thing, Andy Cohen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to single you out, and then we're going to talk about the doors. Speaking of drug taking, <laughs> it's not really gra- glamorous for you to talk about or even joke about people doing blow. You think of the bodies. I mean, you think Whitney Houston. You think of um, half of Fleetwood Mac all did it. It's and the whole. It's it's sad. It's sad that you 
think that that's a glamorous thing and it really isn't i mean yeah it's, it can be dramatized but for you to always talk about it you know i don't i don't like it and i don't know there's there's a lot of things about andy cohen i don't like okay so now we're going to talk about the doors something more important <sighs> yes and the doors did take drugs hallucinogenics it was the 60s i wasn't there i wasn't alive yet i know people who were um when i talked to my cousin who loves this show she is such an amazing supporter of the show and i love her for it i i love her in general you know we grew up together and um there's the um again oh i want you all to just at least have like i don't know some grape juice or something i don't want you to drink i'm not andy cohen and I don't aspire to be. You know who I do aspire to be? Because I love his podcast. Mark Marin. Mark Marin, listening to his podcast made me want to do this, to be honest with you. I remember hearing his podcast and thinking, whoa, it's just so natural. And it's so intri- And then you listen to it and it's so intriguing, you know? So with the doors. I mean, there's been so much, you know, there's a lot that's been written about them. Like I said before, I don't like the Val Kilmer portrayal. I think it's stupid. I think that, um, uh, I almost called him Orson Welles. Um, (laughs) I think Oliver Stone is an asshole. I mean, he made some good movies, but then, you know, you go and you make the doors and then the whole Meg Ryan thing, which is, blech. and then Jim Morrison's real girlfriend, she was in the movie with a big old sword. Yeah. And then Val Kilmer can't sing. Here's the thing with Hollywood. You, you cast these, um, you cast these, these actors who can't sing it back in the day. You cast, you either dub their voice or you actually cast someone. Hello, Judy Garland and Julie Andrews and Robert Preston and Gene Kelly. I love Gene Kelly. I, who doesn't leave? I, here's the thing, and this is totally off the doors topic. I always thought Gene Kelly was a little bi. I don't know. If you can, if you can further my claim, send me a message. But, when it comes to the doors, you know, that movie was just that movie made me it made me a little car sick and I wasn't even in the car. OK, it was it, I, I love Al Kilmer as Doc Holliday, but as Jim Morrison, I don't think so. Jim Morrison had a certain je ne sais quoi about him. He I didn't know him, but you can hear in the music. That's him. He's, you know, break on through the other side, light my fire, um, 20th Century Fox songs that you could sing along to you can tell he's having fun when he's recording them a lot of fun you know i mean they all they all were in sync you know not the not the boy band but in sync they're inseparable okay i i think when it comes to words these days you know everyone bastardizes words like gorge it's it's gorgeous See, see how good it sounds when you say gorgeous rather than gorge. Gorge is basically like 
you've cut it off. You've cut the tail off. So basically, when it comes to words, everyone is um, uh, everyone is uh, having it removed, <laughs> and I don't like that. But with the doors, you can't remove what they did. The only thing that you could remove um, the early pressings of Break On Through. Originally, you can hear Jim Morrison saying, she get high, she get high. But they had to take that out. So you just hear, she get, she get. I always knew there was kind of something up with that. And then, of course, the end. The end, the infamous end. Francis Ford Coppola put it in his movie. The end and the original um Oedipus Complex that is originally in the song. There's an updated version of it where you can hear it. And if you watch the classic album Doors episode, it's in it. Um, Where Jim Morrison, you can hear him saying, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. And he keeps saying it and then he says something else that I can't say. Um, As if fuck is not a bad word. Well, it is, but... I don't like to say it on the show because then the anger comes out, you know, and I'm trying to watch it. I've, I've thought long and hard about talking about politics on here. And the Doors talked about politics. And the Doors, you know, uh, this was during Vietnam and, you know, uh, wait until the war is over, the unknown soldier. I mean, you know, the, it was it was part of part of the air that everyone breathed in the 60s you know you had lbj or as the beatles called him bungalow bill hello you know because they would say hey bungalow bill what did you kill we know and the doors you know talking about the flower children you know all the children are insane waiting for the summer rain you know the love generation I love what Ray, that's how Ray Manzarek, Ray Manzarek was listening to the, the end and he says, uh, lost in a Roman, Roman wilderness and all the children are insane waiting for the summer rain. What a way to describe the love generation. And he was right. They hit it right on the needle. You know, I don't think I'm going to do a third part of this because you all know about the doors. My uncle knows about the doors. He, did something with fire that's all i'm gonna say my father knows about the doors um my brother's friends know about the doors my brother's friend got me into the doors he brought all these cds over one day and i was just like music to me is like a gold mine and there were certain family members okay i have a certain cousin who i don't particularly like and they would always jump on the fact that I bought a lot of CDs. Oh, you in CDs. And now he tries to be all cordial. And I'm like, you're still the same. I don't know why you think you've changed. I don't think you've changed. You're still the same person. You can hide it behind a veneer, but I still see it. You know, there there are certain things I'm like, oh, good. I keep my guard up. So yeah, I like CDs. I like music. And, you know, if you don't like it, then get the hell away from me. <laughs> uh, I, I watch who I'm close with, let's just say. The music is just a part of it, you know. And the doors, 
The Doors, I, you know, I grew up listening to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the Monkees. And then when I heard The Doors, I was like, oh, my God. I wasn't from the 60s, but it's like, oh, I can understand this. All right. Yeah. So unpleasant dreams. Remember, I am the Lizard King. So I figured I'd do this because last night it's kind of lingering in my head. I'm playing that for a reason. So Dan Rather does the big interview. Dan Rather, such an important journalist who CBS really screwed over because he told the truth about George W. Bush. That's the problem. You can't tell the truth anymore. And he interviewed probably one of my favorite bands, The Doors. I love all the bands of today, but The Doors, there's something special about their sound because it was all four of them. Yeah, Jim Morrison did the vocals, but Ray Manzarek did the keyboards and the bass. John Densmore did the drums. Robbie Krieger played that guitar and wrote Light My Fire. So there's a special place for me with the door, that sound. When I first listened to them, it was almost like the individual in me was born. I became a devotee. Some of those songs, I mean, I remember one time staying up all night long listening to Waiting for the Sun and listening to all the songs. And um, I had a black light poster of him on my wall and I'd look at him. And later I got a Doors poster. They were magical. And that's the thing with music. It needs to be magical. Today's music is not magical. There's very few hand full of people who can do it who inspire and delight and excite and the doors for me you know so many people in my family listen to the doors uh dan rather and the doors talked about how francis ford coppola used well he basically bought all their songs okay to use in apocalypse now and he used only the end how fitting You know, the end, there's the lyrics that always hang out to me. Ray Manzarek really talked about this. He says, you know, lost in a Roman wilderness of pain and all the children are insane waiting for the summer rain. And Ray Manzarek said, ooh, what a a, uh, blunt look at the love generation. Because the Doors music was not about being a hippie. It was about being truthful. The darkness, the light, leading up to all of it in between, you know, and the doors were just beyond everything else that was out there, you know. The Beatles were saying, all you need is love, and the doors were like, light my fire, baby. So, um, you know. But the interview was so interesting. You could tell, you know, sometimes when they interview surviving members, there's a little bit of, oh, God, we got to talk about so-and-so. With them, they loved talking about Ray and Jim because, you know, they even said with the doors, it was a democracy. Everyone was credited for 
for each of those songs, not just one person, you know, and the love that they had for one another and the fear and the anger and the, they all lived with it. And the legacy of the doors of that sound is not just the 60s, it's beyond. You get in your car and LA Woman comes on and it's just just driving engine of a song and you know that's what I love about the doors is their sound is just timeless and eternal and um, you know they break on through to the other side what can I say you know and it was haunting to have Dan Rather say of the two musical components that the Vietnam veterans listened to when they were in Vietnam it was country music and the doors that says a lot uh, and um, you know with the doors oh my goodness I just it was like you find the beauty of what they're talking about and how it exists, how how they existed as a band, you know, it was not always peaches and cream. And I mean, you know, the Doors movie. You know, I like Val Kilmer. Don't get me wrong. And um, you know, uh, um, I loved him as Doc Holliday. He was a great Doc Holliday. Batman, no. Jim Morrison, no. I did watch the movie. There's so many problems with that movie. But you know, it, it, it goes to show. It goes to show what the doors really meant to people, that the movie basically sucked. And you think of the people who were in that movie. Meg Ryan, come on. Go back to Harry Met Sally. Not Harry Met Jim. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I love The Doors. And um, that interview made me smile. It made me think of how important they are. And, um... Oh, it was just wild. I think of the fun times, the times of, of sadness where I would put on the doors and they would just wake me back up. If, you know, you listen to the doors, not because, oh my God, the darkness. There's light. I mean, the end is the end, you know, but it's, it ends in some form of excitement. <laughs> I love them. I, I think everything about them was beyond what any of us were expecting. That will never happen again. And it's good to have, to, to look at what they did as a group of individuals. Very intelligent individuals. You know, self-destructive at times. And with those songs, I mean, you know, everything about the doors I almost bought an action figure of Jim Morrison once and I thought that's just too tacky 
you know. But I have an action figure of Lemmy from Motorhead. I don't think that's tacky because Lemmy was a character. But with the doors, you know, it was all four of them. You know, Jim Morrison got a lot of the headlines, but then you think of what they made together. Had they all gone solo, it just would not have worked. You know, there were virtuosos in every form of the, the consciousness. And, you know, I don't feel I have to get high to listen to the doors. That music already makes me high. And, you know, I mean, when the music's over, you know, turn out the light. And that light has never gone out. 51 years later, after they first debuted, it is... They haven't ever left, and that's good. You know, I love the Beatles. I grew up listening to the Beatles, but they did not touch me like the Doors did. There's something, uh, it's hard to explain what the doors provide to you. You know, there's lust, desire, peace, happiness, everything in their songs, controversy, a good riff, you know, the lyrics. I mean, sometimes it was bordering on insane, but then those organ solos, Ray Manzarek, really you know, when you hear what he could do and how and when he would speak about it, he was speaking from the heart. He was so intelligent. All four of them were so intelligent. And when you musically put that into the consciousness and boom, the doors of perception had been cleansed. And it, it was, a, I, people, I'm sure they didn't like the name The Doors. It's the perfect name. Because if, you know, all the doors of perception were cleansed, man would know everything infinite. And I truly believe that. And it was an interesting interview. I was moved by it. Because I'm, all the while I'm thinking about and watching Robbie Krieger and John Densmore, and they truly miss their compadres. And the music will continue on. It won't ever die. And in 200 years, we will all still be listening to the doors. You know, and there is no end to it. And it's beautiful. And I love listening to their music. It isn't dated to me. It isn't dark or depressing it's filled with life you know there was a four-legged table and they steered that ship so this was on the doors and you know i'll be back tomorrow with more fun and insight